How are you? I'm fantastic. How are you doing? I'm really well. Um, thank you so much for uh, letting me talk to you. Absolutely. Calling to talk to you about your music, which I've really been enjoying. Um, I, you know, your track, Evil Woman, I really enjoy. Um, do you want to tell me a little bit about it? Is there a story behind it? Um, what was it like writing and recording it? Yeah, sure. Um, so the track, so the track is is kind of funny because it's the first track I ever, you know, fully produced and made by myself. And uh, I had it like three quarters of the way done um, <laughs> at like the end of September of, of last year. And I kind of sat down and I was like, why am I not taking this seriously? Like I'm, you know, I'm making, you know, most of five songs right now. So I kind of, I kind of made the deal with myself where I was like, look, by the end of October, by, you know, Halloween, I want to have Evil Woman done, completely done. And I want to have a music video as well. Um, so kind of at the end of September, I was like, all right, uh, ready, set, go. And so, you know, and then there goes Evil Woman, you know. Well, it's a very cool song. Uh, what would you describe it as to, like, if someone asked what it was about, what would you say? Um, so, okay, the song, Evil Woman, right, is not actually about a girl. It's not really about girls at all, to be honest. Um, because I'm not saying that, you know, that girl is the devil or, you know, women suck uh, or I, I got my heart broken. It's about, so, I, so I'm going to preface this with, uh, I, I'm a Christian and I've experienced a lot of uh, things in my life and in the Bible, temptation and, and, and women and, and Satan are all kind of very closely, I guess, uh, related to each other in metaphor and, and some proverbs and stuff. So basically, it's just kind of about how, you know, temptations in, in life and, and all these bad things may look great and, and feel great in, in the moment. But, you know, sometimes in the end, most of the time, all in the end, they come back and and they bite you a much like an evil woman who is not out for your best interest. That's very interesting. I would never have figured that out listening to it myself. I know. It's my little secret. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, your secret's going to be shared with tens of people now. Oh, my gosh. Really? I'm honored. <laughs> so, uh, but I understand, you're very young. You're 19, correct? Mm-hmm. How is it being such a young artist? How does it feel to be someone who's coming up in the music scene? You know, it's crazy. I never expected, I guess expected is the wrong word. Um, I never anticipated, you know, Evil Woman gaining the traction that it's kind of gotten already. But I was I was confident enough in it. Um, but I, I'm, I'm new to this whole thing, right? I also am an actor as well as a musician. Uh, so everybody in my life right now, I live in L.A., everybody in my life is in, you know, the entertainment industry in one way or another. And I think everybody I know kind of falls victim to what I call the Billie Eilish complex, where it's like people are like 19 and 20 and 18 and they like think they're running out of time to like be creative and be successful and have a good time and make stuff they believe in. And I keep telling my friends, I'm like, look, we got time. You know, you don't got 16 and a multimillionaire with a top billboard song. Like that's just not how it works for most people. So really it's almost a shell shock my system. Like I'm excited, like it's awesome, but uh, you know, what am I doing? <laughs> like I'm I'm nineteen, I'm 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 an actor and now I'm I'm a musician and it's exciting to say the least to know that I have so much time left. That's very nice. By the way, I'm totally gonna borrow Billy Eilish syndrome. I think that's very clever. Oh I, dude, take it, it's yours. <laughs> well I didn't know that you were an actor. Did you start out with the intention of doing music or was it always um, acting for you? So you know what? I have always wanted to make music. I tell, I tell people this all the time. 
that when I laid in bed as a kid, I never wanted to like grow up and, and be, you know, I never laid in bed fantasizing about, you know, wanting to be, uh, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio or these big, uh, you know, artists, uh, these big actors and whatever. Like I never, that was never my dream. I always laid in bed and I was like, oh, I want to be Elvis, you know? I want to be like uh, like Matty Healy from the 1975. Like I would watch their live performances and I would like mimic like his uh, I would mimic his mannerisms on stage and my mirror. Like, like that's that's kind of what I always wanted. And then, you know, when I was in uh, high school, I discovered that I love to act and then I moved to L.A. And, and now I'm kind of doing that. Uh, and now I'm doing music as well. So I kind of forgot your question, to be honest. Um, have I answered it? <laughs> Oh, yeah, you've answered it. Oh, okay, six. Then there's your answer. All right. Well, speaking of um, your influence and stuff, how would you describe your personal style? Like, what genre do you think you, like, fit into or if you don't fit in any of them? You know what? I don't think I fit into a genre. I mean, that's not like a, like a cocky, yo, I'm so queen, unique thing. It's like, I genuinely, people try to, people have asked me this before. Like, when I was submitting uh, Evil Woman, specifically to be like on, on streaming and Spotify and all this stuff. I'm like, it's like, Oh, tell me, you know, what genre you're in. Like, like write a little bit about the track. And I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. You know, my, my I just kind of put together some stuff and wrote some lyrics and, you know, I, it, it's me, you know, I feel like the way it sounds is very, very honest to me, but I can't, I mean, like, like genre, what's genre anyways. Why, why um, that's fair. <laughs> I mean, yeah. All right. Well, you know, we're talking about how young you are uh, a little earlier. How do you think that social media has impacted your music? Because I, you know, I found your track because I thirst followed you on TikTok fully. Um, well, thank you for admitting it. I appreciate <laughs> um, it. Don't hide from you, that. So, so welcome. Do you think that social media has impacted um, the popularity of your track? And did you intend to gain so many listeners from a platform like TikTok or was it kind of an accident? Bro, can I be honest? Uh, absolutely. Like, <laughs> like uh, my track, I can almost solely attribute how much, uh, how many streams I've gotten or whatever to TikTok and, and a couple of videos I've made about the song and people who are nested in me, you know, because of TikTok and, and all that stuff. And I honestly, so I, so 50, 50, did I start TikTok for promotional purposes and because it makes me feel good about myself. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, I think people on TikTok who make thirst traps and they're like, oh, I'm in it for the art. Like, I think you're a liar. Like, I'm sorry, but it makes you feel good and you feel validated and it's fun. TikTok is fun. So there's that, but there's also everybody in LA who's an actor does something else. A lot of people make music and a lot of people who make music and are in the industry who can't really gain traction. One of their biggest problems is that they, the people who are listening to their music are first invested in them as a friend. So like when I first released Evil Woman, the only really, really the only people who listened to my music were people in my immediate sphere of influence. They were people that I knew people who could post about me on their Instagram, people who saw my Instagram, you know, my 100 and or 1,300 followers on Instagram at the time. Like they were the people who listened to my song. So I was like, okay, best case scenario, I get a thousand streams. That means my friends listen to my song a thousand times. Like, that's great. Like, that's ideal, right? But I'm like, what I need 
to grow from that. Like what, what the thing that I need in order to surpass that level, I need people who aren't invested first in me as a person, but are first invested in me as an artist. So I have to get people who are strangers to like my music, like my brand, and then be like, Hey, wait, this Eric kid is, you know, kind of cool, even though he's strange and a, a little, uh, a little all over the place, but, uh, you know, I like it and I'm going to listen to the song. Do you need, I, TikTok allowed me to get people to listen to my song and view me as an artist, as opposed to my, their friend who has a song out and then listen to it to be nice. That is, uh, that's very powerful. I mean, I do commend you for being so honest and being like, yeah, I started TikTok to, uh, get streams. I mean, I respect it. Oh, I mean, absolutely. I think, I think, well, for me, you know, honesty is, and, and being genuine is one of the most important things to me. And, you know, I haven't gotten anywhere without it so far. So if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Absolutely. Do you think that this, um, this thing that you've done gained a lot of followers on, you know, an app like TikTok or maybe even Instagram? Um, do you think that's something that we're going to see happening in the music scene with like a lot more young artists starting their careers that way? Oh, dude, I think, I think it's already that way. What's that, what's that song, uh, uh, you should break away your boyfriend, like that one, like that song is huge. Like that song's got easily, like, I, I don't know, like I'm gonna guess, but like I'm gonna say almost 10 million streams. Like it's got to on Spotify alone. Maybe I'm overestimating, but just me saying you should break up with your boyfriend, seven words, you know what that song is. You can sing the hook in your head. Why? Because of TikTok. Like TikTok is a music base is basic. Okay. So people might get mad at me for saying this, but TikTok is Vine, right? Like it is. TikTok mm -hmm. is basically Vine. People didn't want to admit it. TikTok is Vine, but music based. Whereas uh, it's a little longer form, but Vine is like people based. While TikTok, you know, it capitalizes on, on its people and skits and sometimes stuff like that. But music is the heartbeat of TikTok. Because it started out as what? It started out as musically. Music is the heartbeat of TikTok. And if you can get your music to be a part of that heartbeat, if you can get people to make, uh, you know, TikToks that are a, a joke surrounding, you know, that, that, uh, what, what is it? That, uh, no, I know. Like that one, that, that song now is going to be incredibly popular because people are making jokes around it. If your song gets popular on TikTok, especially because the youth are in the music market now, that's your golden ticket. Um, and that's basically my long-winded way to say that I think that TikTok is one of the key promotional uh, tools for music now. And, uh, you know, if anyone listening wants to be an artist and they want to get stuff viewed, really go for TikTok because it helps. And how does that make you feel? Do you think that that, do you feel like generally neutral about it? Or do you think that it's like sad that people are kind of turning away from the old fashioned ways of like, you know, struggling and like seeing a label? You know, I say power to the independent artists. I think if you can be successful without a label or, you know, if you can be successful on your own, more power to you. But people don't get signed by labels just because they're good. Like, that's not how it works. Maybe, you know, back in the day, the traditional method, you'd start playing at jazz clubs or whatever, and then, uh, and then you'd have an A&R of, uh, of Universal Music shows up to your show, and he's like, I like what you've got, kid. You've got spunk. And he 
decides he wants to give you a record deal, you know, you've made it. But I don't think that's how it works anymore because of social media. Like, I think, I think an A&R for Universal Music would tell you the same thing that I told you about TikTok and social media. Now, he would say it a lot more elegantly and he would definitely know what he's talking about, whereas I kind of don't. Uh, but I, I, I think he would agree that the independent artist is the new quote unquote wave. Yeah, like not to be like, you know, boomer or whatever, but I just know that a lot of people have a bunch of different thoughts on how all that's moving towards the future and all that. Absolutely, absolutely. So um, speaking of labels and getting bigger, what would you say is your ultimate career goal? Um, I want to be like the white Donald Glover. Like, <laughs> I want to do everything. Obviously, like my ultimate career goal is I want to be able to create things that I care about, that I love, that other people also enjoy because of how genuine it is about, you know, about I want people to care about what I care about kind of umbrella. I want people to care about what I care about. So instead of having like these, this like big, this is where I want to be. This is where I want to be in 10 years. Like, obviously I have goals that I'm working towards. Right. But I have these very specific images of like, this is, this is where I want to be. This is what I want. Um, one of which is like, I want to play Coachella. Like that's going to have to be a thing that happens. And uh, this is like the millionth time I've said this, but I live in LA and driving around LA, there's freaking billboards everywhere. And it's funny because you can ask any other actor the same thing and they'll tell you something very similar. I have a billboard that I want to be on. Like I have a very specific billboard. It's on the corner of uh, Barham and Coanga right over the highway. And I look at that billboard every time I drive into town and I'm like, I'm going to be on that billboard. And now, you know, be it from film or, or music, I don't really care. But I have very specific goals like that, um, if, if that answers your question in a roundabout way. It absolutely does. Yeah. I relate to that very much. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah, you know, different different realm. My, uh, my biggest career goal is to be on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, the NPR show. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. That's so you know, awesome. You know, like radio nerd stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know another one of mine? Hmm. Uh, do you know the show Hot Ones on YouTube? Vaguely. That's where Vaguely. they, like, eat hot stuff, like, like with hot sauce. Yeah. yeah. So they get celebrities. And, you know, unfortunately, now that, that, this, uh, that, that this show has gotten so big, Hot Ones has gotten so big, now they have, like, A-list celebrities doing this show. So I'm going to have to get like at least as famous as John Boyega before this can happen. So I may need a little time before I get there, but I have to be on that show before I die. And the reason I have to be is because I've been training for it. And if, and if I'm not on this show, my training is all for not. Every time I'm in like a restaurant or like a sandwich shop or like, like a, like a Thai place or like whatever, like I have to get at least a little bit of like the hottest thing they have. Like, I got to get a little bit of the hottest hot sauce they have or, like, the hottest curry they have. Like, I'm training my taste buds because I'm so white. Like, my spice tolerance is very low. So I have to fix that before I try to put 3 million Scoville, Scovilles in my bot. You know? I feel like that might be great for the program, though, someone who doesn't handle spice well. Great content. That, that's true. So, like, they, they have this, like, 
their grand finale hot sauce, the, the last dab, whatever. I think it's like three million global. I'm not going to eat that much. Like I'm not going to max out that. Like I'm going to let the spiciest thing I've ever eaten be on that show, so that like I kind of lose my crap and can't handle it. Is yeah. that a little off topic? Is that where that meme of Paul Rudd comes from, where he's like, "Who would have thought?" Us? Oh yes. yes. Okay. All right. Yeah. So I have seen that. Yeah, Hot One breeds so many memes. Like the the one where uh, you know the one where uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, I can't get John Boyega's name out of my head. Um, uh, Idris Elba. He's like coughing. He's like, oh, 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 what the heck? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? I have to see that one. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, that also comes from from Hot Ones. I'm gonna have to look into that a little bit more though. That sounds fun. Yeah, especially if you're into into to, uh, interviewing interviews and stuff. It's uh, Sean Evans is is the guy who kind of does. He, he's he's the host of that show and he's such an incredible host like definitely like if you if you if you got a guy you want to research he's definitely one of them all right yeah we'll look into that all right so circling it back around after the uh the hot ones um of course, you know of course thing uh what is coming up next for you i saw on your instagram you um released a clip of a song this week is like because you uh evil woman hit a quarter of a million streams congratulations by the way oh thank you very much um so what is coming up next for you? Are those more singles? Are you releasing an album? <laughs> uh, so uh, just for you, I'm going to give you a little breakdown of what my plan is for the next year. Oh, I guess so maybe the next, the next two years. Uh, don't like hold me to this. Don't set this in stone because I'm a very fickle person and this might change because it's all still brainstorming. Well, it's not brainstorming. It's in the very early stages of production. But I song I put on my Instagram. Uh, you can go listen to it at Eric Lear Grooms. Uh, little plug for myself there. Uh, that song is called Dangerous. And it is the spiritual successor to Evil Woman. Uh, where Evil Woman, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, backpedal on myself and say that Evil Woman is also about girls. And my mom warning me to stay away from girls who, you know, don't, don't want good things for me. Uh, Evil Woman is about that. Dangerous kind of takes a turn to be like, uh, he's is basically like, you're not dangerous enough for me. Like, I've seen this before. Like, Evil Woman, like, be gone, Satan. Like, like I don't, I got this at this point, you know, kind of thing. And, and it takes more of a, a gruffer, cowboy-like attitude, uh, which perfectly segues me into talking about how I plan to release, if not one, three EPs this year. Um, I know the crowd gasps, um, but I have found that uh, I, I kind of write in three different specific characters. Uh, one of them I've come to name the cowboy. One of them is the sailor and the other is the astronaut. And all three of them have kind of different personalities. Uh, make a long story short, the cowboy's kind of like, he's gruffer. He's that you're not dangerous enough for me. It's that like, you know, I'm going to smoke a cigarette and uh, think about death. And the sailor is kind of a more acoustic, ballad, sad-like character. Uh, he sits up in the crow's nest playing ukulele and laments over the, the girl who looked at him that one time, that one day. Uh, and the astronaut is kind of that rock star energy of that, like, you're like, yeah, I'm awesome. What about it? Uh, kind of, Kind of energy. And uh, that's more synthy and auto-tuny and, and, and whatever. I'm not going to bore you with my creative details. Um, but I mean, feel free. That's why why I set up this interview. Oh, my gosh. You I'm so interested in your creative details. 
Wow. Sorry about uh, the siren. You can probably hear from our phone. Fully uh, can, yes. Yeah, I live down the street from a fire station. Uh, Why to be like that sometimes? You really do be like that. Why did, why does stuff have to catch on fire? It's so inconvenient for me. Anyways, um, so I plan on releasing one EP for each of these characters. I'm going to release the cowboy and then the sailor and then the astronaut. Um, each of each of which written in these characters. And if I don't end up doing that, I will release one EP called probably The Cowboy, The Sailor, and The Astronaut. Uh, and all of those songs condensed into one body of work. Now, I have a fourth character, which isn't really a character. Uh, he goes by the name of Lanier. And Lanier is just is my middle name. It is the name that I associate with myself as an artist uh, so my middle name it was my grandfather's middle name. My grandfather's one of those amazing men ever. And he was named after Lake Lanier, which is a lake in Georgia. And Lake Lanier is named after Sidney Lanier, which is a uh, he's a great uh, North Georgian poet. Uh, so I, I kind of take my, my songwriting energy from that name. So Lanier is going to be the name of the album that I then create and release next year. After having written in these characters, Lanier becomes who I am. Uh, Lanier is the name of the album. It is not a character. It is honest. Lanier is the character, the representation of me at my most vulnerable, honest state. And he's out of breath. <laughs> I think that's an incredible concept for um, a project like that. And I, I do look forward to, to following it and paying attention. Just so I'm on the same page, where, where did the track Evil Woman fit into one of those characters? Um, if Evil Woman doesn't super heavy fall into one of those characters, because I did write it kind of from my own perspective, but stylistically, the sound of Evil Woman will probably fall closer into uh, the category of the astronaut. Because it, it, it's a little, it's a little more, I mean, it's not super auto-tuny, but it's a little more, it's a little more synthy, it's a little more, uh, you know, spacey, I guess. Um, but sonically, the um, the cowboy is is uh, th that clip that I have on on my Instagram. Dangerous is going to be on the cowboy EP, so you can be looking uh, looking forward to that kind of sound. Excellent, I certainly do. Uh, just for uh, everyone that will be listening to this, uh, where can you be found online? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Eric Linear Grooms. Uh, Linear spelled L-A-N-I-E-R. Uh, you can find me on TikTok at Ginger Protection Program, spelled the way it sounds. And uh, Twitter is none of your business. And my website is ericgroomsmusic.com. You can find links to all my videos, uh, my music, my Spotify, my Apple Music. Uh, my my artist name is just Eric Grooms. Just look it up on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Play, that kind of person. And uh, you can find me. All right. Excellent. Um, well, thank you so much for talking to me. Absolutely. Um, you've been very, very cool. And thank you for being like my first real musician interview. I really appreciate that. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you for being uh, my real, my first real uh, radio show interview. Excellent. We love first. Look at us. Paul, Paul Rudd meme. Look at us. Paul Rudd meme. Look at us. Who would have thought? Look at us. All that's right. Awesome. Well, <laughs> thanks so, so much. I really appreciate it. All right. Thank you very much. Have a lovely, lovely, whatever today is. Friday. Have a lovely Friday.